Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful that you brought us to this last Saturday in the semester. To you be all the praise. To you be all the glory. I want you to, for a few minutes, thank God for this academic year. I want you to remember all the times it almost didn't happen and all the times it was almost interrupted and all the times that something else almost came up and yet... We are at the end of the academic year, the last Saturday. Thank God. Just thank you. There's a week to go, I know, but next Saturday you're not here. So we are thanking God. Thank him. Thank him for the cause you thought you were going to fail, but somehow you've passed through. Thank him for the assignment that you thought that, in fact, you are hot. But somehow, 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 Thank him for the times you were broke. And he said, this is the end. But Charlie, we are here. Thank him. Just take a few minutes. That's why it's a Thanksgiving service. We are remembering and we are thanking God. Hallelujah. Oh, we are grateful, Lord. Oh, yes. We are so grateful. We're so grateful. Thank him. Thank him for the times you were ill, but you still overcame. Thank him that you survived in the room that you are in. You thought that I cannot stand this room or this roommate for another day, but you have passed through. Thank him. Thank him for the times that you were down, but you're not, you were not out. Thank you, Lord. Shamani oh, yes. Thank him. Thank we you, have a Lord. lot to thank God for. Thank God for this service also. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank yes. you for the service. That has kept you going. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Lord, we are grateful. Oh, we are grateful. Oh, we are grateful. Oh, we are grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Mandolo Oh,
Put your hands together for the Lord and then find your Bible and let's make our confession for the last time in this service. This is my Bible. Let's go. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Put your hands together and take your seat. And laptop is some of your words are not right. You better change it. Don't change our words at all. Don't change it at all. Don't change it at all. Hey. Hallelujah. Well, it is, believe it or not, the last Saturday of the semester. So, this is our last Saturday service for the semester. And it's been, it's been a very, very good semester. I mean, look, let me tell you something. It's a very special service, so I don't know what you think, but it's, it's a very special service. Oh, yeah. Are you there? I have quite a hectic life because of the work that we do with the books. 
And I thought that on Saturday, I should be thinking that, oh God, I'm so tired. I can't, but rather, I think I'm, oh, this evening is Saturday. Ah, Charlie. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, then we come and we are refreshed. I mean, it's nice. I don't know about you. I pray that you also enjoy it. And we just, we just enjoy it. Hallelujah. And so we want to believe that next semester will continue. And I want you to, yeah. And I want you to recruit your friends. Yeah. All the people cannot wake up early in the morning. And there are a lot in life. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Or people who, you know, that you know who you are. You know who you are. So you are type. You are type some. Yeah. <laughs> because some people are here for different reasons. Some feel that, Charlie, the cause I do is so wild that every day something is dragging me around. I just want one day for myself. So let me come on Saturday so that Sunday is for me. It's not a bad idea. Are, are you getting it? Yeah, whatever reason. Some people too feel that, look, Sunday morning, the church is too full. There are too many. I can't. Eh, I'm, I, need, I need two chairs. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever. The reason doesn't really matter. What matters is that you have a place to worship God as you, that you are comfortable. That's what matters. Hallelujah. That's what matters. Amen. How many of you will agree that our choir is a very nice choir? Oh, come on. You saw what? It's a prophetic song, what they were singing today. Yeah, it's very nice, very nice. How many of you think that our film stars make us happy? Yeah. yeah. And Stratos, I think we have to give you an extra hand clap. Amen. Stratos is actually a present service dance team. But they took it upon themselves that, okay, and so you find your, we find our own dancers, they will just come and do something. Oh, put your hands together. Yeah, they will be here tomorrow morning. So put your hands together. Yeah. You come only on Saturday night, but they, they, they will do their... Yeah, we wanna, I want to say we appreciate it. We appreciate it. You have made us not go without dancers. And we really appreciate it. Amen. And those who pray on Friday night, into Saturday, God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I mean, our laptopists and sound team and people, I mean, again, some, again, some of them come again the next day. So, Charlie, it's great. It's great. We have our very own team of instrumentalists there. Charlie. Yeah. You people, let me ask you a question. So, if somebody says we're going to change it to another service, you go green or you don't go green? You know, go green. This is your service. Charlie, you're coming to. Ah. Why not? Why not? Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. So, He's brought us far. And I'm so grateful. Hallelujah. Help your prayer. It's been a good semester. Yeah. When we, when we were hatching the plans, we wondered how it will work. Yeah, we were not sure. But by the grace of God, because of me. And the communion stars and the flowers. Yeah, they're also there. Yeah, you made it. You see, if they didn't come, you would have got a message when you are coming, bring your communion. That's the message you would have got if they didn't come. When you are coming, bring your communion. And if the flowers and the ashes too didn't do, 
it's also another. So I just want to say that it's been a nice semester, and, and all of you have done so well. Hallelujah. And next semester, we're going to up our game. Do you get it? Yeah, we've, we've enjoyed ourselves, and more people will come and enjoy it with us. Hallelujah. So as you go home, just be planning that next semester, start to think of that friend. You all know your friends who sleep a lot. In my house, I know those who sleep a lot. Yeah, very often we arrive home very late. My house is the, is the house of pastors, so we're arriving at different hours. You know which number that if you call, because you have to call for the gate to be open. If you call, they will answer. You know which number that if you call to, you are likely to be outside. Hey! Hey! When you meet my house, people ask them, are you the one who, when they call you, you'll be outside behind the gate? You also know the one that even though you are late, when you come and you call, the person has still not arrived in the house. You also know that one. Hey! <laughs> Have I mentioned any name? Ah. Look straight. So you too, you know your friends who, Charlie, sat there at night. You see, every night rider, this is your service. Do you understand when we say some night rider? Do you know where a night rider is? You wake up in the night. Uh-huh. In the night, you are more awake. This is your service. Uh, there are people like that. Yeah. The night riders. Yeah. Charlie, our God is great. Oh. He has created some people in the morning, they are awake. Created some other people in the night. They are awake. Why not? Why not? Why not? The brain works in the night. Yeah. The brain, it works in the night. Are you there? Yeah. So we thank God. And they can't wake up early. Some of us, we are not sure what we are. But <laughs> when I came into this church, I was a morning person. By the time the church was done with me, I was a night person because we used to do everything in the night. Yeah, all training sessions. Nowadays, you are spoiled too. Oh, training session will start after church on Tuesday. It can easily end on Wednesday morning. Then we go to work. Three, four times a week. Wednesday, Friday, it can end in the morning. Sunday, definitely Monday morning. Then the church changed again. And so right now, we are not sure where we are. <laughs> wow. Hallelujah. They are panicking. They think that was... They have not seen some before. Nothing. No. Yeah. Alright. So tonight, tonight, I'm just going to wrap up on the message of honor. I was looking for a way. The book is so good. I wanted to share so many things with you. You know, so I'm just having to land somewhere. Yeah. Do you get it? I mean, I'm saying it because next week, Saturday, we're not going to have this service. So I'm just trying to pull it together in a certain way and last week I was sharing with you the kind of you know to honor relationships the people who you should honor let's just start somewhere let's go to Romans 13 7 that the film stars were so kind to remind us of render therefore to all their due tribute to whom tribute is due custom to whom custom fear to whom fear honor to whom honor and last week I spent some time sharing with you how it is human beings that you have to honor. Are you there? Because there are some people who are rebels actually in their bones who don't want to do what people say and therefore they say that oh me dear, it's only God that I relate with. If you continue on that way, you will shipwreck yourself because when God saw that the children of Israel were struggling in the book of Exodus, in chapter 3, he, there was the burning bush. Moses was passing by. 
And he, he turned aside and God told him, he said, I've come down, I've heard of the affliction and I have come down. I've come to see. I've come to sort it out. And yet in verse 10, 310, he said, you now go and talk to Pharaoh. Why God involves man in his things, I don't know. But he does. And so if the children of Israel said that, listen, we dear, we talk directly to God the Father. Jehovah Jireh is our provider. He's the only one we listen to. They would have been in Egypt after today. I hope you get the point. Yeah. And there are so many examples of it in the Bible. That when God wants to bless a people, he produces a human being and puts the person there. When we get to heaven, we'll ask him why. But I suspect that it's because he knows that we are skin and bones. The story is told of a little boy who was afraid from a, there was a storm. And he ran into his father's room, you know, and he was afraid. And, and, and the father said, oh, don't, don't worry. God is with you. He said, yes, I know that God is with me, but I need something with some skin on it. Yeah. God knew that we are human. And sometimes we need something with skin. Do you get it? God doesn't have skin. Or if you find out, he has skin, tell us later. Because our Bible tells us he is spirit. Yeah, he doesn't have skin. So the little boy is right. I think that God just knew that sometimes we need something. When Jesus Christ came to earth, he knew his mission as he came. For 30 years, he didn't say anything about it. Anything much. Then one day he got up and he went to look for his cousin called John the Baptist, who was the current pastor at the time. And he had taken his church to the wilderness. He was doing the church in the wilderness. And people were going to the wilderness to his church. And one day when he was baptizing people, John the Baptist looked up and there was the person who he knew was greater than him coming to stand there to be baptized. And John protested. I said, hey, please, oh, you should be baptizing me. And then Jesus said, suffer it to be so for now. And it's only after Jesus baptized, after John the Baptist baptized him, then and only then did the Holy Spirit descend upon him. Don't tell me you don't need a person. Don't tell me you don't need a man. Don't tell me you don't need a man. Don't tell me you don't need a man. Why? Because Jesus knew that in the affairs of man, God always seems to appoint a man to be there. That is why that scripture says, honor to whom honor is due. There are some human beings who you have to give honor. And tonight I'm going to show you some people who are worthy of not just honor, but double honor. Double what? Hey. Hmm. Hallelujah. Eh? mama. All right. Ah, it's not this one I'm looking for. Okay. Ajay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, here you are. Should have just opened my own notes. Hmm. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 5. 
in verse 17. Let the elders, he's talking now about the church, that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. And it's not talking about rulers necessarily in the world. It's not talking about politicians, because look at it. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Are you seeing it there? Or you don't see it? Please read it well, Lou. Read it well. Read it well so you don't send us a message. Why are we worshiping our pastor? He feeds us in the word and doctrine. And the Bible says that not only is he worthy of honor, but he says even double honor. Double honor. Hmm. What is double honor? Uh, what is double anything? Twice as much as you would normally have given. Hallelujah. That's the scripture. Or it's not the scripture. Hmm? Let's just look and read a couple more. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. Obeying somebody is also a way of honoring a person. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch over your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Are you seeing it? When you obey, it's not everybody that you obey. If a taxi driver comes and stands there and says, come here, come here. You don't mind him. You don't have any reason. But somebody who has some, something over you. And you see, in this world, everybody has somebody over them. Because if not, ultimate power corrupts ultimately. So God does not give ultimate power to anyone. Everybody who has somebody over you. And if you ever get to a place where nobody is over you, you must find somebody to hold yourself accountable to. Many men of God who work at a certain level of ministry, they recognize that nobody can speak. So they go to somebody and say, please talk. When you see me going off the way, ask a question. When you see something, do. Because they know that ultimate power corrupts ultimately. That's why Putin has taken his country to war. Because there's nobody there who has a voice to tell him that this does not even make sense. I mean, you're just woken up. You say you're going to war. We're about to see drama because his people are finally waking up that ah, our soldiers are dying for nothing. It's becoming an issue. It's becoming an issue. <laughs> Before he resigns, he'll kill so many people. Oh, yes, everybody who protests, he will catch you until the uprising is larger than he can contain. But you see a man who feels that nothing can control him, and yet something is controlling him. Recently, he had a meeting with China to say that at least I have one friend in the world. Oh, Triasan, I would say, oh, no, you, need, you needed a friend. You didn't. The church is very quiet. Oh. <laughs> I thought he said he has ultimate power. He should do for us to see. He should do for us to see. When you get there, you realize that you don't have ultimate power. So somebody will always be over you. Your husband of the house, and you say that, oh, I can do what I want. You can't do what you want. The Bible says that the man is the head of the wife, and Jesus Christ is the head of the man. There's somebody over you. 
And so when you see a man misbehaving in his house, it's because he has forgotten that somebody is over him. He doesn't have ultimate power. Not at all. Not, a, not at all. I've had one or two of you send me a message and say that my father is like this and like this and like this. Well, I said, have you seen who his head is? Have you seen who his head is? He did not ask you who is under to correct it. And in fact, when you see the Lord correcting somebody, sometimes you even want to beg. God tell your neighbor, God is wilder than you can ever be. He's wilder than ever. Just leave it. You just do your part. Honor. Hey. Do you know that honor? You see, if you like somebody, it's easier to honor the person, but honoring and liking are not the same thing. They're not the same. Honor is honor, and like is like. <laughs> honor, you just honor. It doesn't even mean that you like the person. Hey. Are you there? Yeah. And so some are due double honor. Hallelujah. Hmm. Wow. Now, why does God make us honor? I believe he makes us honor because if he didn't, we'll be ungrateful. We'll be ungrateful. Many of you young people are very ungrateful towards your parents. You wanted ten things. They gave you eight. Because of the two, they denied you. Your net, uh, as if they never gave you anything. You don't even think about it. I mean, you feel that it's my right to receive. It's your what? I be it known unto you that if they didn't do nothing, nobody can do anything to them. Yeah. So when you have a parent who's doing something, at least show some gratitude for it. Instead of all your demands, you have made your father a bank teller. You never call him to ask him how he is. You only call him when you want something. Then you wonder why you say, my father is some way towards me. How will he not be some way towards you? Who, who, who likes somebody who only comes when they need you? you? Do you like your roommate? She only talks to you when you have food. The person will not mind you. And when she sees that, Charlie, some chow has come from home and something, then suddenly she's smiling plenty and greasy. Will you like such a friend? And yet, that's what you do to your father. Why don't you just call him up and say, Daddy, I was just calling to ask how you're doing. He said, oh, no, 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 everything is all right. Even though you are broken, hoping he'll do something about it. Don't ask, don't ask. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Yeah. Just call him. Just call him. It's been a while. It's been a while. I just realized it's a long time since I, I called. And I just wanted to say hello. I hope everything is okay. Hope the first time he'll wonder what is wrong. What do you want? What do you want? Don't ask. And then call again and don't ask. And call again and don't ask. Suddenly he'll be producing it. Ah. <laughs> it's like what has changed are you in the church yeah yeah and I call him he doesn't mind him you are the child call again call again don't you also have some days that are not it I have days like that 
And said, the way I'm hot, I can't look. I can't answer you right now. Because you are coming when I pick the phone, you're going to say, hello, mommy, how are you? I just called to say hi. Listen, you don't understand. I'm standing in something right now. We all have those days. How come your father cannot have such a day? Hey. My mama kuya baby. Hey. The church is quiet again. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that those who teach you in the word and doctrine, they are worthy of double honor. And I keep telling you every time that this church is Bishop Dark's church. The message that we preach is what he has taught us. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't shout today. Just listen today. Every day when we say, we say, oh, clap. But today I'm not saying clap. I'm saying listen. Are you there? Yeah, listen and think about it. How would your life have been on this campus if this church were not here? What would your life be like? Just think about it. You now, when you came from home, you had already made plans that you won't go to church. Eh? You came without a church. Church where? You just, you just, you had no plans. And the only reason why you came to church is because there is a pastor who said that, let me create a church for young people. A church that young people will like. That's why you are here. You are here because you like rap, or you are here because you like dancing, or you came to church because you like something. Not even because, not even because of God. Not, not because of God. If you have gone to a, a normal, traditional church, Charlie, it is uh, what? One or, I mean, praise and worship, one or two songs, the word, and we are gone. No, many churches, there's no testimony set. And when there even is a testimony, they start the testimony from 1932. By the time they reach 2022, you have lost the thread. You don't remember. You don't remember. Then somebody has now created a church that has, and has it made, it's made it possible for you to go to church. And then we say, honor the person. Then you are quarreling with us that we say you should worship the person. The next time somebody tells you, why do you worship your pastor like that time that you are out of your mind? You must be out of your mind to worship another human being. You just, you just must have left taking leave of your senses. Hey! He'll say, I'm insulting. It is an insult. But he deserves an insult. The Bible says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. There's a place to answer a foolish thing with foolishness. That's the scripture for you. Uh, the next verse also answer, a fool. answer not a fool according the verse just before. Answer not a fool according to his fool. Lest you be like him yourself. So, under some circumstances, this one pertains. But under some other circumstances, too, answer him according to his folly. Lest he be wise in his own conceit. Hey, are you there? So it is not worshipping. It is called honor. It's called honor. And you honor the person whether the person is present or absent. Many of us are pretenders, so we like to do honoring good faith. Then when the person is, you know, the back is standing, they say, but we don't do that here whether he is present in the service or absent in the service when we say we are honoring him we are honoring him when we say acknowledge we acknowledge hallelujah Ah, it's a good place to clap at this point hallelujah amen so let me quickly give you 
the night has run away. I'm just giving you very quickly five ways to honor a person. Five ways to honor a person. The first one, honor the person by thinking properly about the person. Honor the person by thinking properly about the person. Thinking properly about the person. Many times you are thinking in a way that is not right. You see. And when you do that, you dishonor the person. Let's go to Mark chapter 6. I think we read this scripture last week. In Mark chapter 6, Jesus goes and he's preaching. He came, he went to his own country. His disciples followed him, verse 2. In verse 2, he started to preach. And as he started, look at it. The Bible says, they were astonished. They were surprised. They were amazed because the preaching was good. And they were like, where does this man, you know, have these things from? What wisdom is this? I mean, generally, we've not heard this kind of preaching before. Then in verse 3, somebody comes to change the thinking. Ah, isn't this the carpenter? Is this, is this not James? Look, your classmate, your classmate James. No. Is that not his older brother? No, they have changed their thinking about the person. By the, but you, they, they, you see, they were so offended with him, they didn't get anything from him at all. Yeah. So how you think about a person, how you perceive a person, that's the, the first way. In Acts chapter 27, Paul had gotten onto this ship. He told them, don't sail. They did. The ship went into shipwreck. And in, verse 20, in chapter 28, they were shipwrecked onto a certain land. And when they got onto the land, they said he took some, the people on the island treated them well, but they put some, um, what do you call it? Firewood. And as he took the firewood, a snake bit him. So when the snake bit him, the people said, mm, this man, this man, you must be a bad man. Because for you to have almost died and then this thing has come to bite you, it's like you must die. You are a bad man. God has decided to kill you. And they were looking and looking and looking. Then they realized that Paul was not dying. They said, hey, Charlie, it's not like that too. <laughs> are you there? Look at it. They changed their minds. They said, this guy must be a god. For this snake part to bite him and he's still alive. He survived there. He survived. You see, they now changed how they were thinking. I need you to understand that it is when they changed their thinking about him that somebody came to call Paul, went to pray for someone's father, the person was healed, and then there was an, a breakout of miracles in the place. When you dishonor, you don't get the, the, the benefit of that person's giftings. Hallelujah. And that's one of the reasons why the Bible says double honor, because the person who is teaching you word and doctrine has something to give you which you will not receive when you don't honor. Yeah. So you honor by thinking correctly. So you can be in this church, and then you are thinking, ah, Bishop Dark is proud, but you will not get anything. You will be in the church. You will be there. You're, look, you will be blessing free. <laughs> and the reason is because of your thinking. Why does he talk like that? He talks like that because that's how he talks. He's just, yeah, straightforward. We don't go in circles in this church. It's straightforward. <laughs> Are you understanding it? A second way to honor a person is to acknowledge the person. You acknowledge a person. 
Have you not noticed that very often in many meetings they'll say, let us acknowledge the presence of so and so and so and so and so. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a very interesting story. Second Kings chapter 3. Verse 11 to 15. 2 Kings 3, 11 to 15. Now, Jehoshaphat was going to go into war to help his friend. By this time, the children of Israel had been divided into two. Israel on one side and Judah on the other. And the, 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 I think it was Ahab also who was for, Jude, for Israel and Jehoshaphat was for Judah. Jehoshaphat was a correct person. Ahab was not. And they were now going to go into war together. Don't take me to town. I don't remember who was king of Israel at the time. <laughs> Jehoshaphat said, <clears throat> Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered, saying, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, look at how he's talking to a king. What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father and to the prophets of thy mother. Because the man was a backslidden king. You know, an idol worshiper. And the king of Israel said to him, Nay, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver into them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, surely, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I will not look toward thee, nor have not seen thee. If it was not because of Jehoshaphat, I will not have acknowledged your presence. Hello? So, acknowledging him, that's why he even did the honor. I'll say, okay, come, let me now talk to the Lord and see. So acknowledging somebody, it means something. That's why often when you walk in a place and you don't greet, the people are offended. Because not greeting is like not acknowledging that a human being is there and it's not a dog. It's a person. Mm -hmm. Are you there? They say, oh, I didn't see you. You saw, you saw, you saw. <laughs> a third way of honoring a person is to adapt to the person. You adapt to the person. When we say you adapt, you arrange yourself in the way that the person wants you to arrange yourself. The best example I can think of this is when Joseph was in the jail and then they called him and said, come, Pharaoh is calling you. He could have gone like that. After all, he didn't have anything. Genesis 41. Genesis 41. I think it's verse 14. Let me check it and see. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. So they were in a hurry. He's waiting for you. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. Are you seeing it? So he adapted him. Charlie, I'm going into the presence of a great man. That's why you shouldn't just get up and the shorts that you are wearing in your hostel, you come to church with it. We will not say anything, but you should understand that you are coming into the presence of God. And if you really believe God, do him a little honor. 
do him a little honor. Don't present yourself in a way that you will not present yourself to a man that you respect. God is higher than a man that you respect. So if you will not present yourself like that to even a normal human being, then don't present yourself like that to God. Are you there? So you'll see that Joseph went and, and tried to clean up a little. Let me not just go there like that. But some of you say that, let me go like that after all. After all, he knows that they came for me from the prison. No. It was an honor that was done to him. Another group of people who we see, who, 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 who we can see adapting themselves was um, these guys, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those names we mentioned are not Hebrew names. They had their own names. It was Pharaoh who gave them those names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they kept it. They kept it. Look at their names. <laughs> Can you see their names? Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. That's, those are their names. But they had been given names. And they took it because the people around us, that's, their king had given that name. They accepted it. Are you in the church? Yeah. Hey. Mm. So you honor someone by adapting to him. You honor somebody by when the person says, this is the time that I can come. That's the time you also go. You don't try to force the person to do what you want. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Me, when you call me, I will not pick the call. Why won't you pick the call? Because I don't like calls. Why don't you like calls? Look at the number of you. If I was to pick calls. <laughs> Every day on my phone, I have about some seven, eight hundred texts that I'm yet to answer. Imagine they were all calls. Imagine. Peace of mind, Kraminya. You see, you are quiet all of a sudden. But you want to force me to accept your call. Oh, okay. No, no, you cannot do that. You should rather adapt to the fact. They say, oh, I cannot type it. Well, then be happy. Be there. Be there. Am I supposed to adapt to you or you are supposed to adapt to me? The church is very quiet. Well. So that the only time you call, Charlie, we know that it's an emergency. Don't just call. I don't have time. I really don't have time. If you call, I will not answer. I've told you. Why will you not answer? Because I don't like phones. I don't like phone calls. Why do you not like phone calls? Because I don't like phone calls. It is very simple. It's very simple. When you call me, as soon as I pick the call, I have only one aim. To bring the conversation to an end. I don't know why. It's just automatic. I will just, in fact, everything you said, I will not remember. So for your own sake, just text. Ask for text. I can text three hours. Oh, I type very quickly and I multitask. Sometimes when I'm answering you, I'm answering eight others. Yeah. And in between, I'm having a meeting. I'm doing something. You see, it gives me that freedom. I don't have to talk to you. When you call, I have to talk to only you. When you text me, I can be in a meeting. I can see that you've texted me. Afterwards, I'll pick it. And I'll just read it. Yeah. Are you there? When you send me a voice note, it's not a problem. But just remember that the voice note, I have to wait till I'm alone to listen to you. I may forget. Yeah, man, shut up. 
that by the time I was alone, it was two o'clock in the morning. I forgot. Are you there? But you are now trying to force me that I should like calls. Oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Are you in the house? The only people I answer on phone occasionally are my sons. Yeah, occasionally. That's why Christ occasional. If they want to talk to me, they text. So they call their father. And when they call their father, then I'll be shouting my answers across the room. <laughs> and occasionally they'll call. Hey, mommy, it's a long time since I talked to you. I said, hey, because you insist on calling. If you were texting, we'll be talking every day. Uh-huh, but you insist on calling. So, Charlie, that's how it is. But I know you are okay because I heard your conversation. So my husband, too, he helps by putting it on speaker. Then I can hear all that they are saying. I hear all that they are saying. No. <laughs> Are you there? Because I don't like calls. Why don't you like calls? For the same reason that you don't like texting. I also don't like calls. No, no I'm very serious. I just noticed. It's one day I noticed that every call I get, I realize I'm trying to end the call. I'm trying to end it. And when I finish ending, I don't remember what you spoke to me about. It's just, it's automatic. Oh, okay. Okay, so tomorrow. Okay, okay. Yo, tomorrow. <laughs> okay, blessings. Okay. I'm finished. <laughs> then I put it. I said, "What was this you were saying, Gra? What were you talking?" Meanwhile, if you are texted, it will be there. It will be there. I remember that we were discussing a very serious thing, like your 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 subject that's disturbing you, or your money that you don't have. And I'll come back and I'll answer you and I'll share this with you, and send you something to encourage you. When I'm talking to you, I don't remember any scripture. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, listen, everybody has their limit, their, 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 their limitation. Me too, that's my limitation. When God was creating me, I don't know why he left out that wire. I think there's a certain wire he should have put there. <laughs> uh, are you in the church? But some of you texted me at 2 in the morning, I've answered you. Some of you have texted me at 4 in the morning, I've answered you. Because when I'm texting, it's nothing. Nothing. I mean, it, it happens like water. So who should adapt to who? Okay. I'm just making sure you have learned it now. Mm-hmm. All right. I have just two more. You honor somebody by paying attention to the person's words. Yeah. Paying attention to the person's words. Listen, there are some people when they speak, you should pay attention. Pay attention. Try and do it. You've honored the person. Hallelujah. And the last one, honor with your substance. Honor with your substance. One of the reasons why we honor our father with our substance, at least once a year, we obey the scripture in Galatians 6.6. 6. These are all ways of honoring him that because we don't even live in the same town with him, he may not even know. Are you there with the others? But when you honor with your substance, it will reach him. It will reach him. And it will say that this and this and this. Usually when you send in your offering, Galatians 6, 6, and you put it into an envelope with your name, we normally send it just like that. We don't open it. We don't count it. Many times we don't do anything. We send it and the package is delivered just like that. Are you getting it? 
So he might say that, hey, but he doesn't know me. No, he doesn't know you. But you see, he can see that somebody called Benjamin has sent him this amount. Yeah. And when he's thanking God for his children, he'll thank you for, yeah, you are all inside. Are you getting it? Yeah. It's even more powerful when you can take it yourself. It's just that most of the time our good plans, when they never see the light of day. Uh-huh. And that's why we just choose a particular day. Can you give this to us in the NLT so we understand all these communicate and things that in normal English? Because it doesn't mean what it means today. Galatians 6 6 in the NLT. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Are you seeing it? And that's why we honor him with our substance. You get it or you don't get it. Yeah. You get it. You get it. Yeah. You honor, we honor him with our substance. Hallelujah. I'm going to be ending here because I promised myself that. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. But I want to believe that on this Thanksgiving day, you see, as we came to give God thanks, it's also honor. We're thanking God for what he's done. Because you could very easily also come and just take it for granted. Oh, another academic year has come and it has gone. But we just paused a little to say thank you. It's also recognizing that, Lord, you've done a lot. If you remember that January this year, we didn't even know if the, if the academic year was going to come on at all or not. Yeah. And when the students started to do their things and the guys went to fight, you wondered whether are they going to send us home again or are we going to finish? Yeah. A lot to thank God for. And it's a, a way of also honoring him for what he's done. By acknowledging. Do you remember? I said acknowledging is one of the ways. When you give the Lord an offering, it's a, it is of your substance. That's why those of you who bring one Ghana city four times a, a, a month, you don't know what you are doing. You don't honor anybody with one Ghana. Hello? Who do you give one Ghana city who feels honored? The only time the person will feel honored is when the person knows that you don't have anything. That's why when a child brings an, a, a one city, it, it's, it's very valuable. Because he doesn't have anything. And they have given him pocket money. He's managed to save the persuasive and go and get a fresh CD note and brought it. You understand that, Charlie? The child has tried to honor you. But you, you have more than this one CD. But it's like, oh, God, there, he doesn't need anything. Charlie, let's just throw something his way. No. We honor God also with our substance. And that is one of the reasons why every time we gather in the house of God, we take an offering. Every time we gather in his name, we say, let us bring a sacrifice. That is how we see it in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is a picture of the new of what he wants. You never went to the temple without something. And when you look at the, what they carried, they took with them what they could afford. The one who can bring a, a, a sheep brings it. The one who can bring a cow, can bring a cow brings it. The one who cannot, he brings a bed. <coughs> a dove. Yeah, two doves. Are you seeing? But everybody comes. You don't come empty-handed. Hallelujah. And I believe that if we begin to correct the honor, Amen. If we begin to correct it in the house, I believe that we'll begin to reap something. Hallelujah. Are you there? Because I cannot, I don't have time. That's why I said it's a pity. I would have shared with you some of the rewards of honor. Yeah, there are rewards for honoring a person. And one of them are the miracles that you, you, you receive. When Jesus, in Mark chapter 6, he was disrespected. No miracles happened. But when he went to places where he was received and honored, the miracles flew. 
Amen. And we have been here. We have honored some men of God as they have come in. You see that the honoring of the anointing has caused a certain very powerful outpouring of the anointing. So let us not join people who don't understand what they are talking about. You make up your mind that you will honor. Are you there? Yeah, you will honor. The person can be your junior in school, but you see the anointing. Honor it. Honor it. Honor God. Never give God 9% of your type. Honor the Lord with thy substance. That's one way to honor him. And with the first fruits, that's the tithe of all your increase. It's an honor. That's what the Bible calls it. May God help us to honor and to do it and do it well. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Tonight, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to share one other honor that you can do for the Lord. When Jesus came, he shed his blood for you. You can honor that sacrifice by accepting it. By accepting that this is what he has done. By accepting that you cannot shed your own blood for your sins. But I accept, Lord Jesus, that you shed your blood for me. I accept it. That is what it means to be born again. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here tonight and you are saying that I have not given my life to Jesus in that way. I have not said to him that I am receiving his sacrifice and confessing that he is the savior of my life. And you want to do that tonight. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and savior. Just lift up your right hand where you are standing and we are going to pray together. Just lift it. Just lift it. Just lift it. I don't, I don't think you, it is a matter of shyness. When you are shy, you are not honoring him, you know. Yeah. So if you are there, you feel that I need to receive him, just step out. Somebody will walk with you and come. Step out and let's pray together. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just come to me tonight. Just come. We're going to pray. It's the best thing you can do on this last Saturday of the semester. Last Saturday of the academic year, before you go home. Just come to me and we're going to pray together. Just come. Ask your neighbor, are you born again, neighbor? If he says no, help him to come. God bless you, brother. Just come. Somebody, I want you to come and join. Just come. Step out of where you are. Come. 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 Just come. Just come. Honor Jesus by saying that that sacrifice, I accept it. That sacrifice was for me. Thank you. Step out of where you are and come. Let us pray. I want all of us to pray together with my brother who's here. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.